0: I had myself on mute. Roddy Perry Live, we are back in full effect. We are going, uh, we're doing it, man. Um, uh, off the Chain went off without a hitch this past week. Uh, you'll see the episodes begin to air later on this year, November, December time frame. But in the meantime, we wanted to you know, give you guys a chance to laugh today, so all the people that follow the show, uh, we'll be talking to comedians, man, funny comedians all day, all of which uh, appeared on the show, man, and uh, I'm really happy for a lot of people to get there first, man, there was a time when I hadn't been on television yet, and, you know... You need that boost. You need your family to trust you a little more. You need your wife to, you know, to back up. You need your kids to go, there's my daddy. So, we gave a lot of people those first this weekend, and uh, and they all delivered, man. They all came through, brought it like the savvy vets that they were, and um, so we're going to get into that. So, y'all stay right there. We got a lot of show for you, a lot of great comedians, and uh, we're going to get it in. Y'all, we'll be right back with more. Uh, uh, I'm about to say with more off the chain. I've been saying that for the last couple of days with more. Roddy Perry Live. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. Want well,
1: to know why I didn't last five hours? I just proved the theory of relativity. I mastered origami while beating the record for hacky-sacking. Found Bigfoot. Swam the English Channel. And then I swam back. And then I took the dogs for a walk. How do I do all this? Five-hour energy. Hours of energy now with no crash later.
2: Underlay!
0: Hey, coming to us first, coming to the coming to the RP Live stage first, man. This brother came out and really did his thing. I was really impressed. I've, you know, seen him around town. He's been, you know, destroy stages around Atlanta. He, he travels around the world. He keeps a funky, fresh haircut. He stayed looking fly. Um, his name is Marvin Hunter. Y'all listen up to him. Check him out. Man,
3: that's where I moved to Atlanta, man. It's crazy. i would tell you, I've been on the road, man. Y'all don't understand what a, what a comic go through when you on the road, man. Cause see, this shit here real nice. Y'all got a nice comedy club here that y'all need to keep supporting in the community. Cause this is an actual stage. You be some places. <laughs> nigga like coming to the stage. Marvin, Hunter, you get up there, nigga, this the carpet. This the flow. <laughs> you should say said coming to the front of the room because this ain't no stage. That should be crazy, man. Not, not too long ago, I went on the road, man. I was in Memphis. Nigga tried to steal the car while I was stealing it. Yeah. I'm sitting in the car, I got the windows rolled up, and it's at night, I'm texting. And I feel the car doing this. So I look in the mirror. It's a nigga going around to the door, live it up, all the that shit. So I'm kind of scared, right? I don't know what's going on. I ain't never, I ain't never experienced this. So I cracked the window. I'm like, sir,
0: <laughs> sir. <laughs> I'm in here.
3: You're supposed to wait till the people gone before you see how they got on it. That's what the God are supposed to wait till the people gone. You don't
0: know what I'm saying, man? Hey, y'all, get ready. Show some love as you come out here. My man, Mr. Marvin Hunter. What's up, Marvin?
3: What's up, sir? Appreciate you man, having me on, man.
0: Man, I got to tell you, man, it, it was a pleasure to watch you work. You came out there, you rocked a funky, fresh vest. Yeah, know what I'm saying? You had the real the grown the grown man swag, but you look youthful at the same time, man. How how was uh how was the show for you, man, off the chain?
3: The experience was outstanding, brother. It was outstanding. It it was uh my first time on television, so that in itself was was just, you know, uh, uh priceless, but just the whole experience, man. You really got you, you really got a nice professional operation going over there. I was impressed cuz you know I was there the days before I actually taped, I was just was hanging out,
0: you know, taking in,
3: being a sponge, mm-hmm. man. I was really impressed.
0: Man, it, it was it was uh, definitely a, a great experience for me personally. And speak to it being your first time. What was you going through? What was your what was your emotional state before you walked on that stage?
3: Well, you you know, honestly, and I I think we had that day we spoke on it. I was actually calm. I was calm all day up until maybe an hour before. I went out, and then I, I, I started. My, every time I hear it was a circus going on, but I was so nervous. I mean, people could see it on my face. I just didn't want people to talk to me. I just wanted to be left alone. I mean, I was. Mm-hmm. I was I don't lie. You know, my heart was
0: starting to come up out of my vest. Definitely. You know, I, I, try to, I try to stay in tune with that, you know, and recognize when somebody is going through something so I can kind of ease them out of it because I, I remember being on such an island. You know, right before you walk on the stage, there's nobody but you. You know, it's you and God. you like, God, yeah. you got me on this one. And uh, But, you, you, man, you really brought it home. You really delivered. Um, speak to the work you put in before you walked on that stage, and, and how long you been in the game.
3: Brother, the first time I stepped on stage was June uh, 2nd of 2002 in Pearl City, Hawaii. It was at, at wow. a place called a Cigar Emporium, an open mic they had every week, and uh, I was still in the military then. Um, and I just, you know, I've been really, really grinding ever since then, man. I, you know, a lot of it has been in Hawaii and Guam overseas. I, that that counts to the. I'm uh, I'm, headed, I'm headed finish.
0: to Guam. I you got to tell me about Guam before we get off the line, because uh, I'm headed to Guam uh, this month in August. I mean in August. Really, really, hey, Well, I tell you what, brother, it's a different kind of hot over there. It's a different, it's a kind, different heart. kind of hot. No. that. <laughs> so I can leave
3: heart, my heart, in the house, <laughs> please do, but don't, don't, don't you think like it's say Atlanta hot? No, 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 sir. This is like this. It's a different kind of
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I promise what, you, brother. What is this? What is this going to be for you to be on television? Because I, I remember it, it validated me with my family. I mean, you know, maybe your first television appearance don't change your life, but it's people in your life that it became real for when they was able to go. My cousin, or my brother, or my my son is on TV. Who are those people going to be for you? Well, I, 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 I'm
3: actually I'm I'll be most proud of the fact of my son being able to see me. Do something positive now. Now right after I got on stage, brother, I got right on the phone and I called my dad. And I'm from Mississippi. And I'm from a small town in Mississippi. And and I told him I wanted to tell him I did good on TV. This is what the Negro told me. Well, that's I, he I said. hear that, but I got but but I got these hogs down here, dead, These wild hoes, these too. I gotta <laughs> I gotta find a bitch to help me get them up. Now you, you know I'm gonna call you back. Now that's good, but I'm, I'm gonna call you back, but I gotta get these hogs up. Now. Uh,
0: I love you. I love you, son. But damn, I got this all
3: time. <laughs> yeah. So I, my, my, my father, kept, he'll he keep me grounded. You know what I mean? I love him. it. Hey,
0: yeah. you, know, you need real people in your life like that. We're talking to Marvin Hunter. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. You can check out Marvin on Twitter. He's that comedian, Marvin H. Marvin, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about social media, man, and how you use that to keep yourself out there and all that great stuff. Marvin Hunter, y'all. Absolutely. Oh. And I would
4: do.
5: Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love, but I won't do.
0: We are back. It's your boy Riley Perry. We're talking to my man Marvin Hunter. Marvin, uh, I know you I know you are uh, active on your Twitter page, but you're a grown man, man. A lot of times for us, you know, grown ups, you know, we, we ain't really we ain't really trying to tweet and text and, and Facebook, you know, so uh how do you use your social media? Or do you see that as a great tool?
3: It's a, it's absolutely a great tool in this day and age. I mean I, I I must say I'm not as big of a Twitter person as I should be, but I, but I am definitely a presence on Facebook. And uh, I mean, I've had I have my Facebook page up since 2007. It is a it is therapy for me. It's not all comedy with me. Anybody's on my Facebook page, know I, it's a lot of serious issues that are discussed on my play page. Plus, plus plus a bunch of foolishness. But I'm definitely a presence on Facebook and Instagram. Definitely.
0: Man my favorite element of off the chain this season was the uh the improv elements and some of the stuff backstage man you you really shine in that stuff can we look forward to seeing Marvin Hunter the actor brother hey from your ears from your mouth of god ears i i pray that so
3: I, I plan on definitely taking some more classes and uh that's that's uh that's the direction i want to go
0: Hey, man, wait, wait, keep grinding, Marvin. I see you out there on the comedy scene. Again, he's Comedian Marvin H. on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook. What What's your Facebook handle?
3: Uh, comedian Marvin Hunter.
0: Oh, Comedian Marvin Hunter. There you go. It's Comedian Marvin H. on Twitter, Comedian Marvin Hunter on Facebook. Marvin, I can't thank you enough for calling in today and more than that, man, just for being a part of this season. Man, I think we really made some history this, this, this past weekend. All
2: right. Thank you both.
0: My man, hey y'all, y'all stay right there. Hey, it's Rodney Perry. It's all comedy today, all comedy. You understand me? Matter of fact, matter of fact, I might get y'all some of Rodney Perry. What? Put <laughs> <laughs> my
2: breast
0: man, that breast man makes noise. Breast man. Woo! Woo! He said this shit with the authority. He meant shit. <laughs> ladies a lot of men claim they breast men but they just like big breasts. Yes. If you a true breast man you appreciate all the
2: titties. <laughs> Matter of
0: fact any bitty titty committee makes noise any bitty titty committee.
2: Come on man nothing <laughs> baby girl, let's
0: you do. I like the small breast myself. Matter of fact I like the small breast small breast small breasts got all the nerve in it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you ain't even gotta suck a sucker, small breast all you gotta do is sneak up on that motherfucker. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, me
2: Knock
0: <laughs> <Tark> it out. <laughs> you know what I like? I like breasts, right? I like the, the breast itself, right? You got the breast itself, then you got the areola, the little dark area. You got the breast, you got the area, the nipple. <laughs> got the breast, the areola. You know what I like? I like the little, little, little extra bumps that go around that bump. <laughs> <laughs>
2: these
0: little bony chocolate chips, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Man, put, put it here. i tell you what I'm talking about. Yeah? I thought we was- Rodney Perry, you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a brand new year, 2013 is bringing us a bunch of guests. Who do you want
5: to see? Give us a call, 718-305-6383. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411.
0: If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Mill. Check out the website, humormillmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. What up, y'all? We are back. We're back live in effect. Uh, Rodney Perry, Rodney Perry Live. And you know what I want to do, man? I got to call. I got to call. First of all, shout out to my warm-up guy who's also my younger brother, Mr. Ryan Evans. Man, this guy is probably the only person on the set that I think put in more work than me and uh he he worked hard. this dude was sweating profusely he, oh, off the chain, and he really he really did his thing so uh I, i'm really happy uh uh that that i had opportunity to have him in that capacity because it's so important warm up guy is one of them jobs that kind of gets overlooked sometimes and uh man when you got a guy like Ryan Evans that you know got the audience hyped and energized you know, it was it was points where they was too hype. I had to like man, you gotta calm these people down out there. <laughs> so so it was uh it was definitely a uh, a great time. And uh the number, if you wanna talk to the comedians, man, the number seven one eight three oh five six three eight three. Got some great comics calling in today the and they are uh, off the chain. They're definitely off the chain. So uh let's keep it moving. Coming up next, y'all, is a lady who who really who really came out on the stage. I believe it was her first T V appearance, but you can't really tell with because she's so professional, so savvy, a great businesswoman. She does it all. So, uh, let me let me do this. Let me do this. I'm gonna bring her on, but I gotta I gotta find oh, there you go. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, she'll be on in a couple of seconds live, but right now, this is the comedy stylings of Miss Kiana Dancy. Oh, you're right. She got a little seventeen second buff on this month. But th- th- this is the thing. This girl, she came out. Her She's gonna, she gonna wrap that
5: toy okay. real tight. I mean. She gonna open her lips, I told you I lost a little weight. So listen, when every time you go on a new day, fellas always tell I want you to open up. Why I do this? I can't do all that shit. I'm I'm young. I listen. These listen, listen. These are old ho knees, but young lady right? <laughs> There, sir. And I open, my, I open my legs, don't worry. we do what legs? We don't give a damn who bathroom we have, but look at grandma's house. Our grandma's getting old, she not cleaning like she used to. Grandma using them fabuloso, she ain't using them blitz. We we are we have our girlfriend's pocket house, you know that hoe Nancy, you ain't gonna go home and put your sugar pack. We don't call it a sugar pack, cause it's sweet. My grandma call it a coin purse, a pocket Told me if I shake it, I get a little change on Nancy. He was selling fruit cups, he been selling you know. <laughs> but we ain't gonna call it word we're gonna call it sugar pack, because it sounds sophisticated and it's sweet, right? The sugar pack. So, fellas, later on, you gonna call your girl, let me get a little bit of that sugar pack. You know, so when we go to the bathroom, ladies and gentlemen, what we do, ladies? We do, we open up our legs real wide, and we squat real low. And what, what we do, I don't give a damn who house we at. is a nasty hole. You know how many dick shit not suck. You're gonna squat. I don't give a damn who What you gonna do, ladies? Why? You don't give a damn how many drinks you had. You done lost your job. You done gained some weight. You done lost some weight, bitch. Your knees hurt. You can have a broke foot, but you a lean on that motherfucker. I don't wanna take you tired. You ain't gonna work. The bathroom's small. The door is right here. You don't give a damn what's going on. You will throw your purse around
0: your life. Give up your life. Ladies and gentlemen, Kiana Dancy. Man, when I tell you, this is such its such a, you know, I'm a big fan of comics that pile up laughs on top of each other. And what I mean, I think as a comedian, you should be getting a laugh every 10 to 15 seconds. And you listen to a bit like that, and you are probably getting a laugh every five seconds. You know, uh, where does your style come from?
4: Well, you know what? It comes from my experience. My, it does. And I can't, I can't say I'm a pro. I'm still learning. I'm still in this game trying to figure out the right way. I was just listening to that, and I was like, ooh, I should cut that out. I should take that out. I should tighten that up. So to answer your question, my style just comes from being me. I think no one can be Kiana Dancy. I can only be me, and that's on and off stage.
0: Hey, well, I think I think that's really kind of the the ultimate see, the, the the thing that kind of eludes comedians is, you know, you work your first few years trying to find the funny, and then your next few years you realize that the funny is like in you. You got to kind of be comfortable with yourself, and I and I, I see you being comfortable in your skin. Um, I, I love your moniker, the pretty funny lady. I tried to say that as I brought you to the stage. What was your <laughs> What was your experience on Off the Chain?
4: Oh, my God. You And actually, this was not my first TV experience. Um, actually, you know, we did Who's Got Jokes together. Did you yes, forget? Yes,
0: No, I did not. I
4: did not. I did not. Okay. I did Who's Got Jokes. So, for me, And that was a competition, so it was very different. It's like I had I came on trying to prove myself on Who's Got Jokes because the audience had the opportunity to judge me and all that kind of stuff. With Off the Chain it's kind of a a blue ribbon. You've made it. I don't have to necessarily prove myself. I'm not looking for someone to throw up a number and say, hey, you're a 5 or a 10. So when right. I was brought to the stage, I had a different type of certification. I had a different type of walk, and I felt it. It felt good. I mean, it could have been three people out there or three thousand, it was the same feeling for me. And I loved it. Um I, I do I must I wanna explain myself when I say the pretty funny chick. That has nothing to do with my looks. It's all about every time someone sees me perform and I come off stage, they always say the same thing. You're pretty funny. It's always you're pretty funny. It's never, oh, or you're pretty funny to be a girl, or you're all right to be a girl. So I took that. And I said, okay, you gonna keep calling me pretty funny. I'm not hard on the eyes, but you gonna keep calling me pretty funny. I'm gonna use that. So yes, I am the pretty wow. funny chick. I love it, and I'm gonna use it to advise.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, well said, man. But I, I, I think it. I think we all we all went. I went through that uh, you know, cats, you know, you know, it was a point in my career I was like using a lot of music stuff and they you know, people would be in the back of the room, yeah, he's funny, but if he can't say hit it, you know, he ain't going and so what I what I believe and you tell me what you think about this is that you, you kinda there's different disciplines inside of stand up. So, you know, the ability to use music in your act is one discipline. The ability to do physical comedy is another discipline. The ability to do political satire is another discipline. And I think right. when you start to master different disciplines is when you become your most complete comedian, you know. Right. But you can be a great comic and just have one discipline, too. You can be just be a great flat-footed political satirist. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think that those different aspects exist. But, man, to watch you, man... It was to watch a pro, you know. I mean, you walked out there, you looked incredible. And this what I gotta give y'all, ladies. Y'all rock it in heels. It's (laughs) a brand new stage. You ain't never walked on it. It's kind of slippery, you know. Is there ever a sense like, ooh, I gotta watch my step? You know, we do
4: think that, you know. But I'm gonna tell you, I can't walk in flats. So I can run a mile in my heels, baby, because we (laughs) got to call. If ever if anything ever pop off, Rodney, if I got my sneakers on, we in trouble. But let me have on my two-inch, two-three, and we're going to get it in. But it is difficult, but we're so, you know, we're we're prone and we're actually poised to walk in heels, As, especially for me. I, I You know, I went to finishing school. It was no way around it. You had to learn how to walk in heels. And the thing is, it's like. You know, no matter what surface you on, honey, my grandmother always used to tell me, a lady don't put her feet on the floor, so you keep them heels on till you get to the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if your feet hurt that bad, take them off in the car. But as you're walking, you just, the pain doesn't even matter because you look good. And that's all that matters. So I own it. and Feet hurting it all, honey, I own it on that stage.
0: Uh, I know I know you're not only a great comedian, but you're a consummate businesswoman. And, you know, I know from having worked with people like Monique and Kim Whitley, you know, a lot of times when you're, you know, tight on your business in this game, you're looked at as a bitch. Is there a fear of being that bitch?
4: All the time. And um, I, 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 You know what? Let me take that back. Cause I've I've never I, I'm okay if you call me a bitch especially if I'm writing about my business. Now if I there's been times when I've actually been to a show and a, and a guy did not pay me and I and I felt the way I'm talking like, about oh I really don't want to have to approach him about my money. But if you if you don't approach that man about your money he will always assume that he can do what take advantage of you. So if I'm gonna be accused of being a bitch because I'm handling my business call me a bitch. All day long. But what you won't call me is a broke bitch.
0: But, hey, that's one thing you're not going to be is that.
4: That's what I'm not going to be. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you just have to handle your business, and you do. You figure out a way of kind of approaching it. You know, hey, you know, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, we need to take care of this business. And you pull it aside because a man, at the end of the day, is still a man, whether he's a comedian or the Pope, is a certain way you have to approach him. And that takes time to learn that savviness in business on and off the stage. So, I'm not threatened by that. I'm more. I do get to the point sometimes. I wish I didn't have to do this, but it is what it is. Because I always tell people I'm a goons. I don't have a crew. You know, I don't have a bodyguard with me. I don't have um, management that travels with me. So it is just me. So in, in saying that, I have to be that bitch sometimes.
0: Right, right, right. Now, now, I, you know, I, I do, you know, I do uh, encourage not just females, but males, to have somebody that accompanies you. Just so, I mean, it just makes the trip better when you're not by your damn self, you know. But, you know, m- more than anything, man, I just want to say I thought you did an amazing job. I thought you had probably one of the top five sets of the season. And it um, it was it was. I was proud. Like, you know, I mean, some of y'all that appeared on the show this season, I've seen y'all from, like, almost day one. And so right. to, to watch y'all evolve and and really be ready. Can you right. remember a time when you wanted something like this and now you can look back and go, I wasn't ready?
4: Yeah, I, I, I can actually. Um, the first season that you shot it, I was like, I, I should have been there. I, I should have been there. I kept thinking to myself. I will. I want to be there. And I think we even had that conversation. You said, Kiana, when it's time and it happened. And as, you know, in this business, and I'm not a young, fresh, I'm not a, a you know, a young chicken. You know what I mean? So I feel right. like in my mind, I need to hurry up because I need to retire my mama. My pops need to sit down. My brother confused. I need to put niggas to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <I'm> thinking, <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking I need to hurry up and get this going. But what I'm finding is everything is unfolding at the, at the in a time that it's supposed to, I can't rush and I can't. And no matter what I do, it always happens when it's supposed to. Cause my timeline is not his timeline. And although I was like, Lord, now you know, Mama, she want to sit down. She, you know, God said, I got you. Just wait. Wow. And then a lot wow. of things like when I, like I have one thing. And I'm gonna tell you this. I wanted off the chain so bad, but. It was it was called Uptown Comic then. But then I was like, uh, I just kind of sat back. I was like, maybe it work for me. And then it opened when it came with Off the Chain, all the beautiful things, the new additions you guys did. Um, I have my own skit. Hope, hopefully they keep it in. But it was a greater opportunity for me to get the exposure that I needed and I and I wanted. So I was blessed to have that. And then here I am facing the same situation where I'm like, Oh, I want Comic View. I want common View and I always keep referring to Comic View as that for a for a man, and I'm sure you can relate to this, um, right. Comic View is the bad bitch that you want it. You know what I'm saying? You never wow. can grab her. You can never get her. Because Comic View ended when I started. So it was always one of those things, like, I'm gonna get that hoe. You know what I'm saying? And now here right. it is again and I'm like, Why y'all calling me? I got off the chain, which is, to me, just as good because I'm I'm highlighted in a different way. I have no idea what this new comic view is going to be. There's so many different stories. There's so many stories about the host and this and that. I don't know. I have my own opinion, but all I know is eventually I'm going to have that bitch. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day... I, I knew I wasn't ready then, but I was ready for it, and I, I came ready for it with for Off the Chain Now. And then, just like in the future, uh, if I don't get chosen for um, view, it'll come when it's supposed to.
0: It'll come when it's supposed to. Well said. Hey, we're talking to Kiana Dancy. You can go to her website, KianaDancy.com. On Twitter, she's at Kiana Dancy. And uh, do you have Facebook, too? That's part of Dancy, Facebook,
4: Absolutely. I'm Kiana Dancy all across the board. But on Facebook is Comedian Kiana Dancy. That is my um, fan page. And on Instagram, I'm Kiana um, Dancy also.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kiana. An awesome set. I can't wait for the world to see it. And, um, um, man, thank, thank you. Thank you for popping in I appreciate today, it. Thank
4: you so much, Ronnie. And I want to tell you this. You have no idea. You have absolutely no idea how much we respect you. And I'm going to speak for the comedy community here. It's rare to have someone – you. we can quite often catch you sitting on the porch – without the porch, but on the patio of uptown or, you know, at one of the comedy clubs around town, and you will give genuine advice. And that does not happen often. And we're so grateful and so humble to have you amongst us. I just want to say thank you, and I tip my hat and click my heels for you, sir, and I thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity.
0: Hey, no problem. It says thank you for calling in. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We have an off the chain edition. It's all the comics that well some of the comics that, that popped on the show this season. Up next coming to the stage, my man Joe Blunt. I
1: don't mess with the white people. I don't think that's right, for real. Could y'all imagine a white comedian doing that to y'all? Just coming out talking shit like hey nigger. <laughs> 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 Nigger, nigger. <laughs> Jerry Curl. Oh,
2: God. Oh, God. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> That's my white guy laugh. Baby's mama. Oh, God. They don't even marry him. They should marry him, make a family. It's better for him. Why well, they stretch it out so long. It's so much better for him. That way they can have a community. come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the only white people I don't like are the ones in the movies. Because they'll never make sure the bad guy dead. You know what I'm talking about? They one Lucky Punch and they super dads want to walk away. Hey, Junior, I think, Jesus Christ! <laughs> nigger, nigger! 40 <laughs> ounce, Oh, God! Niggers drink their beer by the 40. They should get a can, it's better for them. That way they can have a community. <laughs>
2: They just don't have a community,
0: community. <laughs> Razor bumps Oh god They just
1: can't even shave They gotta use clippers It's better for them Otherwise they get bumps stuff, and they can't have a community
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Such a classic bit This is when you know You a beast When you got classics You understand me Um Veteran in the game, one of my friends. We go back many moons. We go back to the Carter in L.A. (laughs) Uh, You remember the Carter? (laughs) We go back. These guys took over a housing project (laughs) just to live, man. Joe, man, it's been a crazy journey for you, man. I mean, from, you know, making the transition from the D to L.A. Uh, uh, having, you know, opportunities to develop a show and that maybe or maybe not panning out and not becoming what y'all thought it would be. T- talk, to, talk to me about this journey and what it is, man, because I, I don't think people understand what it takes to, you know, to, to to sustain yourself in this game over a period of years.
1: Well, man, you know, Rodney, I'm going to tell you, my brother, when I first started, it, and I can remember like uh, some older comedians telling me, and I really didn't quite fathom it. I mean, it just sounded nice, but they told me it's definitely not a sprint; it's a marathon, you know. So, but I'm about uh, hopefully I'm uh, hopefully I'm toward the end of this damn marathon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, but, uh, right. Ho-
2: Hopefully, man, I get
1: that damn marathon in. Like, yeah. What? I said, when did this marathon in, baby? But <laughs> No, me and Rodney Perry go way back, man, for when I first moved to LA the very first brother that I got cool with, man. I'm all excited now. You got grandma suits, so you know what I'm saying? You, you doing it big, Rodney. Excited I'm on your <laughs> radio show, you know what I'm saying? How much bigger do it get? Uh
0: you doing it, baby? Yeah. This is what I love about about your your comedy, man. You you could easily be, you know, you could easily be the you know the, the pretty boy comic. You know, you know, because they're comics, ah. You know, you could be you could be that good looking dude. You you know, you almost tall. You ain't short, you know. A lot of us, a lot of us. I'm, I'm keep it real, Joe. A lot of us short, you know, kind of peculiar looking, you know. You know, you could easily be the dude. You could be doing them jokes. So, ladies, when you mess with Joe, ladies, oh,
4: you know I you hate not.
0: them jokes, dog. Dude
1: never lasts long, man. Them hey, ladies, how y'all doing? Look how sexy I am. Who? I mean, you like alienating half of your audience. You know? Man, don't know dude want to come to no comedy show and see some dude up there sexy flexing and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I never really go that route. But I, I I don't know. I think I appreciate that. I don't know how to put that. You're calling me almost pretty. I'm a little, I don't, yeah, you, I'm a you, little, you, I don't you, know.
0: You know, it, it's hard for, for me to even say, you understand? I want you to be, be clear. I guess it's, hard, it's yeah, hard for me to say yeah, that, yes, that, you that. I, I, I think you're attractive. Like, I really don't. <laughs> I think you're attractive, Joe Blood. I, I say, I really one. don't
1: want to say this, but you know what
0: I'm saying? I pick it from you, Robbie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, man. Um, what is Detroit? What's the Detroit comedy scene? Because all of y'all that I know. That I'm, I'm fans of, man. Whether it's you, whether it's uh, Spanky Hayes, whether it's uh, 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 Howie Bell, you know, whether it's, I mean y'all all uh, Tony Roberts, y'all all like got this. Y'all not afraid to be goofy. It, it was, it, but Detroit is a is a is not a game of a place. Where did the goofy come from? You know what I noticed though,
1: man. Detroit now. Oh, you know, we ain't gotta go into the Detroit, uh, where everybody think about us. But one thing I noticed though, man, is that uh, you know, we got a lot of thugs here. You know what I'm saying? But the thugs if you make a thug laugh, man, he love you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he could be the hardest he could have just got from killing somebody. But if he comes to that show and he make you laugh like he like can they kind of adopt you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like when I was uh, first starting here in Detroit, you know, the, the bar was pretty high. You know what I'm saying? Because you had, like, Tony Roberts and you know, Banky. They started a little bit high, you know, a little bit prior to me or whatever. So, you know, Detroit, and Detroit is like a big entertainment town. If you, you come in here, you know what I'm saying? It's like Chicago. If you're yeah. a big act, you come. Yeah, so they used to seeing the best. So, you know what I'm saying? They want to let you know if you're not up to par. You know what I'm Got saying?
3: It. Got it. It's,
1: it. You know, the same way with Chicago. You know, you might be able to go to one of them small towns and get away with some stuff that they going to throw a shoe at you in Chicago. <laughs> you know, I think it's just that Midwest kind of vibe, man. You know, Chicago, Detroit, you know, we all kind of, our county is a little bit to the left, a little bit off center. You know what I'm saying? I think uh,
0: maybe the rest of the world is off center and we are in the right spot. How about that?
1: Well, I well, think, man, I think if I had to venture a guess, I think because we are in the middle, we get the best of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like we're not too East coast. We're not too West coast. You know what I'm saying? We got like, nice blend. So, if you notice, it seems like everybody that's kind of on right now, including yourself, kind of come from this area. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think I agree with you on that because I think it does kind of give you a, a roundedness. You know, you can you you know a lot of our families migrated from the south. You know, we can interact with the east coast people kind of good. We can interact with the west coast people kind of good. So it kind of it kind of gives you kind of a a neutral but specific type of vibe.
1: Right, it's more it's more universal, I think, because you know, we're not from New York, so we don't know about the boroughs, and we're not from the, you know, we're not from California where we gang-banging, you know what I'm saying? So our rips right. are a little bit more universal, maybe?
0: Uh, I- agreed, agreed. Like I
1: play any other comic, you know what I'm saying, from anywhere else. That's just, you know, a little... On the Midwest
0: style. Hey, y'all, this, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to comedian Joe Blunt. You can check him out on Twitter. He's at Joe Blunt Comedy, and his Facebook is Joe Blunt. Blunt. That's B L O U N T, Joe Blunt. Joe Blunt Comedy on Twitter, and he's at Joe Blunt on Facebook as well. Man, Joe, man, I, I can't thank you enough. One, for coming on this show, but man, for coming out and, and blazing off the chain. W- what was the experience for you, bro?
1: Man, you know what, Rodney, it was real. I've, you know, been blessed, man. I've done a lot of stand-up shows, so I've been blessed on that, too. But I got to say, man, y'all, man, first, forget that. First, dog, you hosted the shit out of that show, dude. I mean, man, like, you one of my brothers in comedy, man. And to see you get this opportunity and to just be there to see what you did with it, dog, you own that stage, my brother. You did your thing, man. So before I say anything, I talk to you, dog. You know what I'm saying? And Thank uh you, man. but the whole experience is awesome, man. Y'all treated us good. You know what I'm saying? We ate you yeah. <laughs> everything everything was A one dog. And you know, that was my first uh, that was my first time doing anything with Mouse T V man. I have to say they put on an A one production, my brother.
0: Man, you know, I think you know the
1: people gonna be happy.
0: When I got when I got involved with this production, that's one of the things that I told. Them. I was like, man, I was like, you know, shows I've been on in the past, in my experience, like, you know, the comics are kind of an afterthought. Immediately after the show, people you they detach from you. You can't get no, you can't get a ride. You know what I'm saying? You know, they they just done with you because they got what they wanted out of you. So I didn't want it to be that and and so you know when we had our first meeting inside of the venue I was like you know it's very important to me you know that that we let's let's give them their best experience and i think that resonated in everybody that you know the mo- the thing that made me most proud about this show is when my peers go dude i've done shows and this is one of my best experiences and so that's that's goal for Rodney Perry dude and everybody-
1: I know Bounce T V is, you know, growing, you know, and they're going along with you, you know what I'm saying? I can it feels like to me they kinda hitched the to the Rodney Perry train and it's like they made a good decision, dog. I felt like I felt like some of the input was coming from somebody who'd been in our shoes before, you know what I'm saying? Like everything was just well done, dude. I mean I gotta give a hat off hats off to staff. They treated everybody like you know, like, we were there to for them, so they treated us accordingly, man. And, and dude, like, I mean, I was only there for my night, you know, I taped on the first night. And so uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing, dude. But I know that, uh, you know, you put it down, brother. Me, hey, your little brother? Man, that made me cry.
2: Because <laughs> I remember when your
1: brother was still, uh,
0: DJ, wait a minute. Yes, sir. And now sir. he up here yes, holding sir. it
1: down like a veteran. You
0: know what I'm saying, right. so that was love, me, man. Oh yeah, man. That hey, was fun,
1: dude. I almost walked out of my eyes. I was yeah. like, you ain't even old enough
0: to be here. Are you right? Same, you man. know what got me, dude? And I almost, I almost cried when I, I was introducing Clayton Thomas. And oh, I remember, man. I remember Clayton Thomas, man. We used to do the Foxhole, Jamie Fox on Sirius Satellite. And mm-hmm. Clayton Thomas didn't have no car when he moved to L. A. He's another Detroit native. He had no car, and you know I liked him. He was a hustler to me. And this dude mm-hmm. would would leave his house. He would catch the bus. He he would take public transportation in L. A. It ain't like New York. It's L. A. You a bus might come every hour, you know. So he Man. Had oh. he had his day so. I could do out, you one Joe. better.
1: I could do you one better on Clayton. Because, uh, you know, by the time that he started doing comedy, I got in in L.A., you know what I'm saying? And so I would come home and uh, he'd go to the club and check out the new people that's around. And uh, back then, I don't know if you want to say this, but his name was Kelly Cash back then. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was
1: his name, Kelly Cash. So next time oh, you see him, oh, him, hit him with a Kelly Cash. Now,
0: I'm going to hit him on, on his Twitter with that. Matter of fact, if y'all are listening right now, hit Clayton Thomas. He's at Clayton Thomas. Baby, I'm on the radio, okay? Daddy on radio. <laughs> somebody get, somebody come get Roxy, give us some.
1: Hey yeah, but that was Kelly Cash, dog, when I came home, man. And people don't understand, dog, like it takes a different kind of person to leave your comfort zone and to go all the way across the country with probably, if you're lucky, a couple hundred dollars in a suitcase and to forge yourself like a new life on another coast. Yeah. And so Clayton was one of the younger dudes that came after me you know, that made that move to Detroit, man. That's what I told him while we were there. i like, dude, I remember when you started. And now we're doing shows together. So. Wow. Either and he's going one. real fast or I'm going real slow. So whatever's <laughs> happening is going down. It's going
0: down.
1: <laughs> I don't know one it is. You feel me?
0: Yeah, but, hey, man, I, I, man, I got to thank you, man. I got a couple more of our peers I got to get in today. But thank you again, man. Thank you for, you know, on behalf of myself and Off The Chain family. But thank you just as as the homie. Thank you.
1: No, nah, man, thank you as the dog. Man, like I said, man, I know I keep saying this, dog, but the job my nigga, was so awesome, dog. And if people don't you, then they slip, and they get to see me, to, to boot, then they slip, so. I love it, amen. Hey, thank man. you, my brother, I'm glad, no I'm doubt. glad, I'm glad
0: I'm hey, man. thanks a lot, bro. All right, Joe. man, well, Hey, hey, Joe.
1: Oh, yeah, your and, uh, get the game together, that's, uh, Oh, you
2: got me. <laughs>
1: We ain't got no time so to continue that conversation, but...
0: Uh. Uh, hey, I was going to say that and hang up on you, but you got me first, so I'm going to hang up on myself. I
1: got you first. <laughs> hang up all the hell you want to
0: now. Bye, fool. Hey, uh, uh, right. this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We We... This, has been a, this is a great show today, man. We're talking to uh, uh, some of the comedians that appeared on, on off, the, off the chain. The show will be airing around December. Look forward. Go to BounceTV.com to check out all the information. Up next, coming to the stage, my girl, Pat Brown. I love New
5: York. Though. I got 8 million people. That's a, that's a good odds right there. 8 million people because I'm single, but I'm trying to quit. <laughs> it ain't working out for me where are the married people at married people make some noise where you at yeah you ain't happy you ain't happy some of y'all clapping like the divorce is pending like two more weeks of this I am out of here I can't stand how he breathes I hate that I love the married people I want to get married I love the thought of marriage somebody say they're going to love, support and cherish you for the rest of their life in front of witnesses oh my god Oh, the witness part, that's the big thing right there, just just in case he's trying to go back on his word. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, you did say that, Tyrone. You did say that. We was there. We was there.
0: Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. My girl, Miss Pat Brown. What's up, Pat Brown?
6: Hey, Rodney Perry. How you doing, Rodney Perry? You don't know how kind of names a... like Pat Brown.
0: You just
6: can't say just the Rodney part. You got you, you to you say the whole name.
0: thing. You gotta, say, you gotta the say the
6: whole
0: thing. Uh, hey, her Twitter, Perry. her Twitter is at uh, she's at I am Pat Brown on Twitter, uh, and the website is comedian Pat Brown. Pat, um, how are you today?
6: I am great. I am absolutely great. I'm telling you one thing, man. This has been such a, a, a phenomenal uh, last four or five months uh, for me, and uh, I can only see it getting better. I just tremendous things have been happening in my life. And it's a spiritual thing, and also it's like a career thing. And I just, I'm really feeling blessed right now, um, really am. And I'm still what, what, what is it? What you. is
0: it that? I'm sorry. What, what is it? What like what, what? What did you do different, or why? Why now? You do you think?
6: Well, I think it's a uh, it's a lot of things uh, in terms of uh, just kind of kind of be aware. You got to review your life and and always check to see where it's, where you are and where you want to be and how to get there and what has prevented you in the past. And you got to take an honest look at yourself. So I'm mm. one of those people that have always been um, kind of uh, quiet, maybe reserved, and maybe to a fault. And it's not necessarily that I don't like engaging with people or anything like that, but I'm just, uh, I'm just one of those people that's really quiet. I'm an observer. And I think uh, for me in my career, It uh, it can be detrimental because you got to go out, you got to meet people, you got to be right there. Mm. You got to, I mean, you can't have that uh, personality like Rodney Perry has because that's just just a blessing, that's just a gift from God. But you got to make the effort to connect and network with people, and I I don't think that I've done that in in my career. But um, one thing that's happened, my brother passed about a couple of months ago, and uh, Mm. it was just really, it was a a point in my life when I was saying to, you know, things were really tight. uh, I said, nah this is I gotta I gotta go home to my brother's homecoming and it was in LA and I was like, I'm pull out all the stuff, whatever I need and I have to be there for my mother to help her with the arrangements, whatever and I'm like, it's it's gonna happen. Whatever happens, happens. And I think that kinda of attitude that say, you know, when you say to yourself, This is gonna happen for me then uh the universe will provide everything that you need. You just gotta say yeah. it and you gotta believe it and you gotta walk toward it. And ever since that i've been i mean things have been falling out the sky for me. It absolutely wow. has been just a tremendous rush and i think uh my brother was always a one of my biggest uh uh supporters and just encourages all my life and I can't uh help but think now that he's in in the in the uh universal sphere that he's yeah. he's helping me along he's pushing me along too so um I'm still really blessed and um it's just it's a wonderful thing. It really is to be uh doing what you love to do and being um recognized for how how you do it. Uh
0: you, you're you're one of the um one of the uh, the ladies that I'm a, a big fan of uh, you've always been, you know, I look for consistency in comedians. Like, you know, some people will see you flash and you have a, a hot set and everybody will jump on a bandwagon, but I really look for, you know, prolonged consistency, and you are absolutely that. You're the definition of consistency from from my first time meeting you here in Atlanta, you know, to you making the huge leap, I I think, to New York. You know, which was way out of probably out of your comfort zone at the moment, and and now to to see you you know on television shows the whole night, and you're the consummate writer as well. I mean, this journey. Yeah,
6: that actually was uh, one thing that I was known for early in my career, and you know, you being young in the the game, you didn't know. I didn't realize that that was such a compliment. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that was people were actually saying that I was special in some way. I was actually thought you know, and that's, you know, the mind, the ego, the insecurity or whatever. I was thinking people, like, was taking a hit at my performance skills Because they would always be, I get off stage and I would hear uh, regularly, oh, you're such a good writer. You're such a good writer. And i was like, oh, man. And, you know, and that's also, too, like, that's how we are as humans. We're not, yeah. we're not hearing what actually people are saying. So it took me a, a really a while to grasp and understand that what I bring to it uh, is something special. And I I've always valued that. Uh, I really have. I've always valued that in my life and my career. It's like when I think about something, I'm like, how can I make this thing funny enough to bring it to stage? And it's like little things. If I can make you laugh, this is hard, talking about a broken tooth as as people can, talking about sex. then I feel like, hey, I'm winning. I am absolutely winning because more people can listen and hear me without feeling like uh, they are... Compromising themselves in some way, so um, I've always been just one of those people. I want to make things funny in regular life, and if I can do that, I feel like that I've accomplished uh, my goal as a comedian. But I, to you, I would like to say, I mean, I've like i have always watching Rodney. And I just think you are the consummate performer. You are the consummate uh, entertainer. I mean, you are a beast. You stand them up like Viagra. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you keep them. I don't know if you keep standing that long, but uh, yeah, 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 you stand them up like. I I don't, I, don't keep,
0: I can't keep them up like Cialis, but I stand them up like Viagra.
6: <laughs> you got them up like Viagra, man. And uh, but you got to stay in, in your lane. I know who I am as a comedian, as a writer, and uh, I just got to be the best Pet around I can be. And uh, you never compete with anybody. That's one thing you don't really people understand. It's like the game of golf. You, know, yeah. you you may yes. Yeah, you're not competing against anybody. You're really not. You're actually competing against your best self and against the course. But wow, uh, you're well not competing said. against anybody. Yeah.
0: Great, great analogy. I always say that comedy is not a team sport. It's not baseball, football, or basketball. It's more like track and field. Like. Mm-hmm. You really kinda, you know, run your sprint or run your 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 event and every once in a while you get to run a relay with your people, you know, that you like. Yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully.
6: Yeah.
0: You know. So, man, Pat, you uh you, you you blessed us on off the chain this season. Um, you you completely had an incredible set. You looked incredible. Um Thank you. What was what was your approach to this show?
6: My approach uh, to often shame was like I said I'm, I'm I'm trying to get like I am a, um, I, I, I dress up cute I mean I can I can really look cute uh, when I go out and whatever and my mama's proud and my mom my daddy's proud when I look up just like a girl like they like to say but that's not comfortable <laughs> for me it's never been comfortable for me you know and so I go to these these television shows and I dress up. And I got on heels and whatnot, and I'm not my same self. And I feel and I start realizing you are a performer. That's who you are. I mean, uh, you can be cute, like, but some of these girls do cute way better than I do it, and they do it naturally. And so when they get <clears> on <throat> heels and whatnot, that's who they are. And I said, I have to bring who I am to the stage. So this was one of the first times I am uh, I I dressed like I'm comfortable so I, it was my tom girl cute and uh, i looked i felt i felt very comfortable with my skin and i, I felt like uh, everything flowed from there
2: now, now you are a a, you
6: children. are absolutely too you guys ever have to worry about but being a woman you definitely have to
0: yeah, you you got you guys gotta always consider like what you i mean I, I think as 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 a performer you still you gotta always consider and even as black performers, I think we think about it more than maybe some of our our counterparts from other races you know because that's right. kind of part of it, like you know what you got on is kind of part of it like you know, cause oh my if God. you gotta you
6: ever seen like I'm in New York, I do a lot of shows with uh you know these white cats, and I was like man. You don't even know that they are on the, you know, you don't even know they, they're on the same show with you. You know, you think they're yeah. a busboy bus and they just took <laughs> off his apron. That's right, not, right, right, like, right. Really? right. <laughs> oh, this, okay, all right, all right. And then they get on stage and just like, and uh, that amount of freedom, uh, women don't ever get that amount of freedom. And I think to a lesser extent, uh, you know, black men don't kind of give, each other. They, you got to get a little bit better than that if you're a black male going on stage or whatever. But women, we don't ever get that kind of freedom to walk outside like you've got to uh, cut the grass and wear that to the club. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, that ain't go, no, no, no. Get nah, out of, nah, nah. of here with that. Yeah, no, nah, that look ain't. know uh, nah, that look ain't going nowhere. No, nah, well, we've but, uh, had we've had know, some. Um,
0: We've had some great conversations over the years, you know, everyone you know, from time to time we just catch up and you know and I remember you making a transition you know, packing up and moving to New York. What what has that been for your comedy? Oh yeah, everybody
6: always asks me, Hey Dad, how's, how's uh, New York treating me? I like a terrorist with a wearing a hoodie? Um <laughs> 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 That's why they treat you in New York. Uh, but what I found though in New York, it's so many different lanes in comedy. It's so you don't even know how how you can make a career out of this thing. With, and uh, nobody really doesn't even have to know you for you to be um, uh, very prosperous in this field. I mean, you can go into sketch writing here. You can go into uh, writing uh, comedy writing. You can write for. Um, how many shows? It's, you can do stand up. You can do. It's just so many lanes here, and I had to. It takes you a while to figure out what lane you're gonna be in because you can't do all of things. So you got to figure out what the what thing that you really want to kind of focus on. And uh, for me, I've always been a, a writer first because I've always loved like uh, if I write this down and I and I tweak it out a little bit, can I make people laugh? That's always been a, a, um, a uh, I always got a sense of satisfaction. Satisfaction from writing the words as well as performing it, and so I, I want that. Ha- I want to have that stability. I feel, as a, a comedian and performer, when you're known, you can perform uh, up into your 80s and 90s. Yeah. And
2: yeah. also,
6: you can also do the same thing if if you're a writer. And so I I'm leaning toward that. Now and I've gotten some great opportunities uh, coming coming forward to write comedy. And uh, that's what that's the lane I'm I'm sticking to right now. I'm I'm performing. I write my own stuff, and I'm also um uh, writing uh for uh, other comics and uh, other. How, how do
0: shows, you so this is- how do you approach a comic? Like, cause I remember James Hanna, you know, who who actually called the show last week. James Hanna would just come up to you out the set with tags. He would have watched your set and he would come up with like five or six tags. But w- what I've always said to that is comedy stand up especially is so personal that there's a way to approach a comedian that you want to help. Is, right. is how, how do you approach that? I've, I it's actually
6: like that cuz I uh, this is uh, I've gotten several writing gigs by um one, I uh, I'll have a, a a bit, and I'll watch a comic say it because uh, there's a lot of comic clubs here and in New York, of course. And you go down, you watch them or whatever, whatever. And it, and I probably know them because I've been in this game forever. So uh, this is one thing that I did for the last uh, person that I wrote for. I just uh, wrote out like a whole page of jokes on a, a topic that she was she was doing in her set. I just wrote a whole page of it. And I sent it to her, and I said, "If you like these, you can have it." And, and I wow. still said that. Yeah, if you like these, you can have it. And uh, of course, uh, as things happen, she called me uh, probably within a week. It's like I want you to write with me, and that was and that's how I I do it. I mean, because you know, some people don't, some people you can't capture their voice or whatever, and that just happens because people are right. so different. But so some people that you can and uh and some people just like you to add a different um perspective to what they do and I found that uh when i when I give it away you can't you when you give it away people are are more likely to uh, um come and and uh try to figure out if you we can make something happen like that because they already see that your spirit is just like open, you know.
0: Hey, i I heard Maranzio Van say. They
6: charge somebody if they don't even really know if,
0: they, if you can, uh, you can deliver on what what they want. I I heard Maranzio Van say years ago. He said this on stage, and I live by these words now. He was talking about his grandfather. He said his grandfather said, "If you want a job, just go on that mug and start working. Eventually, they'll realize you're there." And that, <laughs> that's that's really that's what you just said, Absolutely. you know? Just start working, you know? Just start uh, working. Man, uh, you 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 murdered off the off the chain. Thank you so much for appearing on the show uh, again. She's at I am Pat Brown, and uh, the website is comedianpatbrown.com. dot com. Pat, thank you so much for uh, coming on. can writing, I, can I uh, just plug one of my other
6: things that I'm doing?
0: Please.
6: Yeah, I I got a podcast that uh it's it's just about uh my podcast is really about this whole experience living in New York and uh about uh, where I chronicle, like, my quest to change my life from my road life to spotlight, nameless to famous, by examining my life. I examine my fears and my habits. And those are the things that you have to do, live your life in review to see where you're going. And uh, that's what our podcast is about. And uh, I'm just so totally honest, and I'm trying to just uh, lay it all out there. And I'll talk about uh, the shows that I've been on, what happens or whatever. And um, just the the course of of being a comic and making also things funny and doing that. So please check me out. I'm on iTunes. It's called uh, The Tom Girl Show. Tap around, The Tom Girl Show. So please check that out every Monday, The Tom Girl Show on
0: iTunes. You you know what? It's a done deal. And then what what I'll do, send me a link, and we'll advertise it here, too.
6: Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Your your spirit is just I mean, everybody said that after taping, but it's always something that I knew, and it's like no matter what arena you go into, people always say that after you, after they've been in touch with you. You are such a of just a great spirit, a positive spirit, man, and it's just a blessing to be around that, you know, with this industry, the way it is and whatever, just to have somebody that's continually uh, just smiling, and laughing, and got a positive energy, and, um, and you, you know what, you got the best, Giggle ever, Your giggle can
0: make anybody <laughs> in the world laugh. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, Pat Brown. I mean,
6: seriously, you got, you got, your, your, uh, your, your giggle ain't never mature.
0: You got like an eighth, eighth grade. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still that bad kid in the back of the room listening to uh, Jeffrey Lightning jokes. So yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. It, you can
6: hear it, but it, it makes you—it just makes
0: you smile, man. It does. Hey, hey, thank you again so much. We got to get out of here. That's our show for today. Okay. Thank you to Pat Brown. Thank you to Kiana Dancy. Thank you to Joe Blunt. And uh, who else? Am I leaving somebody out? Madeline. Uh, and Marvin Hunter My man Marvin Hunter Thank you all for uh, calling today They were awesome man Great show We'll continue to bring y'all I, I love these shows when We talk to comedians Because comedians are always Just incredible people This is the most Faith based profession You could be in And not be a pastor Thank you so much For listening today This is Roddy Perry And uh, we out man Shit being, uh, What you want Rodney Perry Love you I guess we gotta my clear been. this shit up Before we get going uh, But down low brothers Let's Down low <laughs> <laughs> Fuck ass down low, brother. It used to be just the women that had to worry about these guys, fellas. You got to worry about the down low. They say the down low brother can look at you. I see if you're down with that bullshit. <laughs> they say he can look at you, dog. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't even make eye contact with dudes no more. You understand me? I don't look at no dudes more than a couple of seconds. Boom, and I move on. And I keep blinking so he can't get no bead on me. You got to blink never blink. <laughs> he go his whole life without blinking, just right here, waiting on you to slip up. <laughs>
2: it's
0: the truth, since the Down Brother came out, I got a brand new respect for the regular old gay dude. At least he committed to his gayety. Hmm? Gayety, that's the word. Stay with me. <laughs> Come on, we all got a gay cousin, or an uncle, or something. If you got somebody gay in your family, make you know You got somebody gay? I know some of y'all don't
2: want to clap. Because
0: you got people that was gay before you knew what gay was. When you was a kid, you didn't know what gay was. I got my cousin Tony. We didn't know. All we knew, we playing kickball. This motherfucker hula hooping like a motherfucker. You know? We playing football. He double-dutching with the girls. You like, come on, man. Stop fucking Tony, man. Stop. My cousin Tony been gay all his life. It was a gay baby. He could
2: lay in his crib and cry like this.